the criteria Latifi needs to do to get re-signed. Not get last. <laughs> oh, Spa's back. And lights out and away we go. <laughs> and Lewis Hamilton is halfway to space. <laughs> Personally yeah. go IndyCar over Williams. Yeah, space. <laughs> Grosjean Zoo. Guan Yu Zhou. Guan Yu Zhou. No, Zhou Guan Yu. I said that the first time. George was already sitting in that seat. Look, I don't agree with it, but you've asked a question. I'm trying to find a way to justify it. I'm just it. trying to absolutely tear your answer apart. G'day and welcome to Formula Bums. My name is Jacko and with me this, tonight, it's late, Andy. Yeah, you forgot that this was happening, didn't you? No, I stayed back at work a little bit later. And then I went to a friend's house and then I got distracted watching darts on the TV and I hate darts because last time we played darts, well, last time we played darts, I did quite well. It was your birthday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. I do remember that. (laughs) But the time before that, it was at your mum's house, wasn't it? And Luke smashed us. Yeah, Luke's weirdly good at a lot of dumb sports. We've got to talk about Baku and then we've got to talk about Miami. So let's get back out of the way first. And it was a pile of shit. Look, I knew you were going to come at me with the, with the attitude this afternoon. I was literally at the catch on the boys. Like, are you keen to ex- record tonight? And I was like, yeah, but, you know, Andy's going to be there to go, oh, it'd be a for shit. <laughs> That's the first thing you'll say. So It was. It was. But I think my statement last week on the preview where it was, Baku is the season in one single race. It wasn't, though. Yeah, it was, though. How? Ocon fucked up at the end. Yep, that's Australia. Okay. And he'll do it again. I have full faith he'll do it again. Checo ran away with it. And Max. But Checo did it. Yeah. But the Red Bulls ran away with it. So that's storyline. George and Max. Being a piece of shit. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Storyline of the year. What I'm saying is... What happens in Baku is what will happen for the rest of the year. So you're telling me Charles is going to come third and Alonso is going to come fourth in the season because that hurts my feelings. Probably. No, nah, I don't like, like that. Like, probably. No, nah, come on. It's Ferrari, man. <laughs> so, I mean... You've got to disqualify at least 40 points for Ferrari being Ferrari. I give him till Monaco. When's that? Um, three three rounds. Three. So three rounds. Three rounds until end of the month. shit in the bed. Literally end of the month. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to lie, I kind of enjoyed having like a couple of weeks between races because now... Now we've we got, got two in a row, we get a week off and then another two in a row. Yep. And then we get a significant break. No, we don't. It's like three weeks? I don't know. I think it's like a week and then <sighs> there's another three. Man. But then I get a break. Yeah. Wait, well, do the, I get a break? No, well, next month's June. Yeah, no, I, I'll probably get a break. Yeah, well, you're going to Japan. Yeah, sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> Which means the audio quality is going to dip crazily on both our shows. Uh, yeah, I'll be in the editor's chair. And I I haven't even edited an Instagram photo in my life before. It's just whatever I take goes. So, we're not really going to talk about sprint race of what happened because they don't matter and they suck and no one actually cares about them. We no, are going to talk th- about one thing in the sprint race though. Max and jo- Woody? Yeah. Max yeah, yeah. and Woody? I have said, and I've said it to death, that the best moment ever was when Max nearly killed Ocon at a race. And you know what? It nearly happened again. I was praying. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I I saw Max throw some shade on the radio. I'm like, he's back. <laughs> like, my boy, he's back. The, the maturity that he displayed on the radio was lovely. So when, you know, George clearly took him, tried to take him out. Yes. Classic Mercedes move. Uh, yeah, there was a Red Bull and Mercedes. It usually ends at the Red Bull in the wall. Like George, clearly. I refer to him, him as his real name, a Woody from Toy Story. 
Mate, if I refer to him as the real name I want to give him, you're going to have to bleep it every time I bring him up. Because seriously. What, dumb fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Did significant damage to the side of Max's card, though. Did you see the Red Bull team trying to justify changing the side pod to the FIA? Nah. (laughs) What did they say? They've just held it up and put their fists through it. It was like, I think we need to replace. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, why? It's like, uh... What side pod? Yeah, what side pod? It was. It's no wonder Max couldn't catch Checo. Yep, I think the best part of that race was when Max puts on an overtake and they come to the radio and go, "Great pass, Max! Like fantastic job." He's like, "Yeah, I actually know how to do it properly." Yeah, like just brilliant. And then after the race, Max hops out of his car, takes his helmet off, goes over to what I hope is physically assault George Russell. No, no, no. George came over to was walking through Park Ferme and Max made a beeline for him. Fantastic. I thought he was walking with some intent. He was not. He's matured. He's a world champion. I haven't matured. Woody Woody was a bit of a pussy too. He didn't even take his fucking helmet off the I car. I reckon if the helmet came off, Max was... <laughs> 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 He's like, it was just like, I'm not on. breaking my hand. Yeah, I need that. <laughs> to stick my finger up at George in the main race later. <laughs> George... I mean, I do have to respect George's ability by being like, you get what you get, man. Like, sucked in. Love the little bit of the shit fight there, but at least take your helmet off and look him in the eyes when Max is going over there like, hey, mate. You mean look over his head because he's so fucking tall? He's not that tall, though, which is crazy. But he's taller than Max. That's not hard. Max is like (laughs) 5'7". They're all... I was explaining to some of the boys earlier this afternoon. I was like, what you understand about this sport is it's all a lie. Like, look at them. They look like normal-sized humans, don't they? And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, cool. Most of them are under like 5'9". There's two of them who are over six foot, which is Ocon. And Woody. And George. And clearly, the height doesn't make them better people. And they max out at like 6'2". Yeah, they're not that tall. Which is, that's how tall we are. I'd be towering over the top of them. Yeah. Like Fernando Alonso, tiny. Danny, very small. Massive dick, though. (laughs) This guy, it's been a while since we've spoken about Big Dick. He was at the Met Gala, looking good. Looking snazzy. Looking snazzy. Did you see him hitting on uh, Fernando's girlfriend, or was she not there? This is still allegedly, though. Oh, all this alleged. Speaking of that, allegedly. Oh, man, crafty. <laughs> no, not only that, me. <laughs> oh, fuck. Dosed up on about seven different types of cold and flu medication. May have been scrolling Reddit and seen the Photoshop of Fernando and Taylor Swift together. And I bought it hook, line, and sinker. I sent it to you. Yep. I was like, "Can we need to put this on the put this on the Instagram, Andy? It's confirmed. And you've gone, no way. And then, three minutes later, you messaged me like, were you on Formula Dank this morning? And I replied, I was like, look, man, I've taken like four different fucking types of tablet. I'm on another plan. And you're like, yeah, it's a Photoshop, you idiot. It doesn't even look good. Sober me has looked at it. I don't know what you see that I don't see, man, because it looks legit to me. <laughs> Uh, you you literally just mentioned it. Fernando is short and Taylor's six foot. Taylor, right. Taylor would be towering over Fernando. That's true. Maybe he was wearing heels. Maybe he was standing on a box. Who knows? <laughs> I so want it to be true. Well, did you... Now, I'm going to call back here. Did you write this down as one of your predictions for the year in our hidden envelopes? No, I didn't. I wish I did. You're going to shit when you open and read mine. I, doubt I, that. I also didn't write it. I also didn't write it. So I think, is it the Formula Bums official statement that sprint races do not have a place in this sport? I think it's Max Verstappen's official statement that they don't have a place in this sport. Yep. 
he didn't like them. He was like, get rid of them. Yeah, they don't make any sense. It was a waste of time. Now that it doesn't affect the grid positions for the Sunday race, there's zero point to them. Yep. It, it means nothing. And it doesn't really matter what you do. Eventually, after two years of any changes you bring to the sport, the racing will go back to what it normally is. Pretty terrible. For case in point, look at Baku this year. It was terrible. Name name me one good incident. Name one. Uh, Ocon s- nearly pacing a bunch of reporters and, and literally getting the Zeppelin 2.0 of Ted being all the humanity <laughs> in the pit lane. It was kind I of love, funny. They're all going berserk. Ted in the pit lane is going, oh my God, someone do something. Ted, you do something. You're right there, bro. <laughs> we didn't see exactly where he was though. So if he was the other end of the pit lane calling it, he's not going to get there before Ocon got there. It is a valid point. Second point. Ocon just should have pitted earlier. By the time he pitted, it was already pretty obvious he was not scoring points. You're holding out for something that was not coming, man. That, that, do you not see how that race was going? Did you see a red car, red flag or a safety car coming out? No. No, I, I, I was also shocked that we didn't get a big incident because we've said for years that something will always happen at Baco. And, like, we've made a big deal out of Ocon nearly cleaning up a bunch of pit reporters. But, but it was reality, nothing. It's, they didn't actually get hurt. And, like, honestly, are we that soft? Have you seen what happens in rally? Like, look at any compilation of mm. rally things. It's like they've always said that the highest prize you can get as a journalist is being killed by your government. And the highest prize you can get as a rally fan is going through the windshield of your favorite driver's car. I don't know if they actually say that. But in that case, then, no one would consider it an honor getting run over by Ocon. (laughs) Can you imagine me and the reporter hospitalized by Ocon being like, what happened? Be like, I fell down the stairs. (laughs) Like, you just tell a different story. (laughs) You wouldn't, I wouldn't admit it. No, I fucking wouldn't. Terrible race. Nothing happened. I struggled to watch some of the sessions too. I struggled a lot getting through that race. Like there was points where I was like, I need to turn this off, but I need to watch this for this. We had a job to do, and we are professionals. We're very professional. Professional spelt spe- with an A N A L at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and mature. Definitely. Yes, this was possibly the worst we've ever seen Baku in regards to an exciting Grand Prix. It wasn't exciting. The words Baku and exciting don't exist in the same sentence unless you're saying Baku was not exciting. Baku's normally fantastic, but there are things... I know not this time, but there are things I want to talk about. So, Charles, Paul, twice. Two poles. Two poles, so he got the winner's chair for it. Wasn't someone sitting in it? No, he was sitting, sitting in, in it, it and he asked Checo at the end. He's like, do you mind if I, do you want me to move? And he's like, no, man, it's all good. He's like, can I have the chair? Can I at least have this? Yeah. <laughs> it's good to see he's got a little bit of humor back. I, I mean, polls are all well and good, mm-hmm. but we saw what Charles did with pole positions last year. It amounted to absolutely nothing. Exactly the same as this year. Pretty much every pole he's got has amounted to nothing. Yeah. And it, right. it's just, I mean, I'm going to probably regret saying this by the end of the week. But Ferrari isn't looking as bad as they were last year. Yeah, so they're getting a double DNF at the end of the week. We we did predict that for this weekend. 
and they're holding off for Miami because it's a bigger spectacle. More more sponsors. More fake water. Oh, I mean, we'll get into Miami later, but it, that, it's such a cooked race. Like <laughs> Track's really good, though. I like the track on the game. I actually can do a pretty decent lap on the track. I mean, I cannot. Like, I honestly, I'm the Mick Schumacher of this podcast. You give me a car, I'll split it in two. That's fair. Good to see Checo get two victories. It's the first time ever a driver has won more than once at Baku. Well, yeah, he won, what, two years ago, and now he's won here. Yep. And he got the sprint, too, so that was nice Sprint to don't see. count. I know it doesn't count. Sprint don't count. Uh, we've already spoken about George and Max. <laughs> Woody. Oh, just... He, he makes... He's more unlikable the more he appears. The more he does shit, the more unlikable he becomes. Yeah. He's becoming Lance Stroll. Speaking of Lance Stroll, <laughs> I, and I'm, I hate... I hate what I'm about to say, and I, it's going to disappoint a lot of people. But this weekend was like, okay, maybe you're not a terrible human being. Did you feel like he had a sniper's gun pointed at his face with that radio message? No, because Fernando's reply was like, tell him to have a go. Like, Fernando pretty much called him shit. He's like, well, he can attack if he wants. He ain't getting past. I mean, to be fair, he, he messaged. I was like, tell him to do this brake bias and the... Two laps later, he hit the wall. <laughs> I didn't think of it like that. Oh, I did. <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, oh, Fernando's just he's trying to be helpful with like the shit-eating grin. He's like, yeah. yeah, change it to this. I swear it'll do well for him. Nearly puts his car out. He's like, tell Lance there's a shortcut. <laughs> like a Mario Kart. That, but it was a lovely exchange where... And Fernando was backing off and people were like, oh, is he losing pace? It's like, no, you know, the tyres are overheating. It was a hot day at Baku. And also, he was conserving in a way because if you looked at the charge right at the end, he probably went a lap late. One more lap. If he'd have gone a lap earlier, he probably caught third place. And I think what really took away from this Baku is because everyone has memories of things always occurring, so someone always crashing a red flag, it looked to me that a lot of the drivers and teams, Ocon being the worst offender Uh of this, was holding out for something to happen. And then when they got five, six laps away from the end, they were like, shit, nothing's happening. We need Everyone needs to get moving. Like, we need to attack now. Yeah. And then... Nothing happened. No one crashed. It, it was kind of shocking because you'd think of it as a way... We like, need to bring Mazepin back. <laughs> I actually had a, a shower thought today. I want your opinion on it. In race control, there is 20 buttons. Yes. No, sorry, there's one button and it's an RNG button. Okay. When the race has 15 laps of nothing happening, the race director is instructed to hit said button and it picks a random number at general. And if that's your number, like if you're in that position, it pops one of your tires, no matter where you are on the circuit. It's just like your tire's done. You know what? I want to, I'm going to give a little bit of improv here. Yes. And. And. <laughs> and. So not always a tire pop because that, that can be quite dangerous. But, you know, maybe. Your car catches fire, or which weirdly enough looks more dangerous. But honestly, like being no, the in a data car on looks fire, fine. Yeah, dude, being in a car on fire is clearly fine. Like D- data is fine. We yeah. are checking. Or also, like, wait, who caught on fire? Was in Australia, George, where they were like, make sure you go get a marshal. Like, go tell them to put the car out. It's like, no, I, th- I think they know what they're supposed to. We're not in Italy yeah. or Turkey where the marshals are sitting down having fucking. 
tea all day and eating shapes or whatever the fuck they eat. Well, it's not tea and shapes. It would have been red wine and crackers and cheese. <laughs> and ham. And oh, fucking who knows. That was really it, though. Like, genuinely, that was kind of it. Who who are your standouts for the weekend? Did anyone catch your eye? No. Nothing happened. Like, seriously, I, I, I think I was just staring at the TV rather than watching the race. Like, I, I, you know when you, you're watching something and you just, you know it's on, but you're not, your brain's not registering? That's how I felt for 50, 51 laps. Which was a shame. It was a definite, a definite shame. Um, the most I had to think about was the stupid memes I was putting on Twitter. <laughs> And even them, though, there wasn't there wasn't much to make content out of. Too, we were like, oh, what the fuck? I also am an idiot. Well, you know this. Yeah, I know. Where I was like, yeah, nah, race starts at 9.30. So you were half an hour behind. Yeah, I turned it on and I was like, lap 15. I was like, oh, what if I miss something? Didn't need to go back. No. <laughs> didn't, didn't need to go back. And at no point did I jump forward because you sold me a lie. You went, sweet, I won't tell you what happens then. Me not realizing that you went, oh, I won't tell you anything so you can enjoy it. Yeah. I thought you meant, I'm not going to tell you what's about to happen. So the whole race, I'm being like, it's got to be any lap now. Like, oh. Andy's hidden something from me. I, I, but honestly, when I messaged you, it was more about the Lance Stroll radio message about him saying he wouldn't fight Fernando. That was the only reason I was messaging you at that time. I mean, big shout out, Lance. This is the first race this year he hasn't hit Fernando. So maybe he was under orders to be like, hey, don't hit him. You ain't passing him at all, son. Like, don't go near him. There was actually a photo at the end of the race. It was uh, Fernando, Lance, Lawrence, and Flavio Briatore having a little chit-chat. Now, Flavio was the Ferrari team principal? No, Renault. Renault. Back when Crashgate happened. So, he's clearly been like, right, He's also, I think he, if he's not now still, he was Fernando as a manager at one point. It is rumoured that Fernando is going to sign another contract with Aston Martin. I did see that pop up online recently where, and it's probably based on that, that photograph where it's like, but well, they're talking. He's got two years plus one. So what, is he going to race for another fucking 10 years? I mean, I don't know why I'm asking that question. Of course he fucking is. Yeah, you do waste, waste of airspace, Andy. Yes, he will. He'll race until he's not allowed to. And I don't think there is an age cap on drivers. No, there's not. But, you know, Fernando is going to find out if there is. I feel like he'll he'll retire from that sport once he gets his third world championship, if it ever happens. He's in the best position for any older driver to make it happen. I know... No, nah, Lewis isn't. I know that's where you were going. No, no, I wasn't even going to bring up Lewis. Oh, you weren't going to bring no, up Lewis? No, not at all. I was going to be like, no, he's in the best position for it. Aston Martin is on the up and up. Yes, they copied the Red Bull, but it's working. Tell, um, tell, tell us that 12 months ago, and what do you think we'd say? If we said to ourselves, like, if we went back in time one year and we said, hey, Fernando's going to be on a tear next year. He's going to get three podiums and look like he's a shoe-in for a win at some point. What would you say? Oh, I would have laughed. Like, genuinely would have laughed. Yeah. We thought him leaving Alpine... Was a joke. ...was ridiculous. But it turns out Alpine is the joke. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. They've come, they came out after Australia and went, we can never let this happen again. And then they decided to let it happen again. That was a pretty bad weekend for Alpine. Yeah. Like, if we're going to talk about a manufacturer who shit the bed, Alpine did quite heavily. So, Gasly was nowhere and made, like, three stops. Ocon made no stops until the last lap and nearly killed 30 people. 
maybe. I mean. Actually, that would have made the race more exciting if he'd actually hit one of them. Yeah, just one. And, like, not Although, killed him, but, like, two races in a row, the Grand Prix has been called to the stewards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what we get called to the stewards for? Because the dickheads jumped on the track while the cars are still on track right at the end. Oh, it's just a bit of banter, isn't it? No. <laughs> so they, people jumped the fence and got onto the track while the cool down lap was happening. Oh, shit. Right near Nico Hulkenberg's car, which was pull over your, your batteries, like, leaking. Your car's going to explode. No, not le- lo- explode. Your car's live. Oh, damn. Like, the battery's leaking onto your chassis. You need to do an ERS escape. Yep, get out. Get the fuck out sort of and thing. No one touch it. No one touch it. And there's people walking onto the track while cars are still driving around the track as well. So it's like... Bad for the Australian Grand Prix Corporation. And then one sorry, one month later at Azerbaijan, they set up the podium ceremony, which they do all the time on that lap. Like that's the thing. That that's a genuine thing. Like they weren't doing anything wrong. That's what they normally do. Except Dickhead decided he was gonna pit on the last lap. And I don't even I don't know what you could have possibly gained by Going that long with how the race went. I mean, we know he was hanging around waiting. That's all he was doing. But I think by the 42nd lap, it's pretty obvious nothing was going to happen. No, yeah, I mean, like. Everyone was sort of set in their ways just getting to the end. Pretty much. I do want to have a quick chat about Carlos. What did he do? No, nothing. Nothing at all. Like, well, I'm not shocked. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that's. This is is also kind of why I want to talk about him. He hasn't done anything for quite a while. Hey, he finished this week. That's more than he did a lot last year. I know yeah. that. But I'm I'm also starting to feel like I think we might be seeing Carlos let go of Ferrari in the near future. That That's what I mean. Charles had moments where, you know, it looked like he was going to fight a little bit. You know, he didn't put up a massive fight, but he was where he needed to be with what the car was capable of. Carlos is slower than Charles. We know that. Charles is the lead driver. It's the same as Checo is technically slower than Max. Not this weekend. And like how Gasly is quicker than Ocon and is the lead driver, even though they say they're not. Oh, yeah. Uh, that needs to be sorted out real soon. Uh, uh, we, could, we could talk about what's going wrong with Alpine at length, but let's sum it up perfectly in one word. Esteban Ocon. <laughs> oh, I can do it even better than that. French. <laughs> what the fuck did you think was going to happen? I mean, Everybody not, there's French, and you have Otmar's a. not. He's a. He's Romanian. He's Romanian U.S. and his soul is French, and you can't tell me it's not. I tell you what, if that if that French media manager hasn't unfollowed us on Instagram, I don't know what's going to get rid of us. <laughs> We've done some pretty good stuff. We have a French media manager following us. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I told you. She's probably still not following us anymore, but she popped up recently. I have to check this, but continue. And then we had an email from somebody who's like, hey, I really love the guests you have on your show. I was like, we don't have guests. Sometimes we just sound sick. He's like, so anyway, if you want to get more guests on your show, like just email me back and we can set up like guest appearances. And I'm like... Oh, that just sounds like a bot, dude. That's a real dude. He sent a, an actual video of himself talking to us. <laughs> I haven't told you this yet. But that happened. Nick DeVries, shocker of a sprint race. 
Or I think if he doesn't start showing something soon, it might be him and not um not uh whatchamacallit leaving. Yuki. Yuki, that's well Yuki scored points as well. Just. Yeah. But you know, Nick hasn't yet. Um to be fair, I've seen a lot of discourse about Nick online lately where it was, oh well, you know, he did really well at Monza. Maybe maybe he's not all that he's cracked up to be. Well, first of all, the Williams had no downforce and there was a Monza. Mm. And even Latifi did well at Monza last year, comparatively to the rest of the year. That AlphaTauri is not a great car. It's not. It needs a complete overhaul, and they're bringing in the best man to do it. Is it what's his name? Laurent from Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, the one, the the, the one that's really shits the pedal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Matias right hand man. I, I just say he's probably Matias right hand man. Definitely, because he's in. He was always there. He was just you always seen him. Which honestly is a outstanding move by Ferrari to be like, we'll send this to Red Bull's junior team, and then once Max and Checker leave, they're fucked. That's. I mean, it's not. Well, you say that. I thought of something that we can talk about that's not related to Baku. So we'll sum Baku up real quick. It was shit. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, not much happened. Uh, Maxwell Chamberlain confirmed. Yeah, probably. Anyway. Did you hear about Danny's simulator work? No. No, I did not. I... You're not keeping your eye on it? It's it's not that. I don't know where you go to get this information. Oh, I just read it. And, like, other news sources. But yeah. that, that's where I get I read it. the Illawarra Mercury every day and it's never in there. So Why would you read the Illawarra? It's at the cafe I get a coffee from. It's fucking shit. Anyway. I mean, no one's got good specials, though. I'll tell you that, bro. <laughs> I wouldn't give Jerry Harvey a cent. I hate that. Anyway, we digress. What? So tell me about Danny. Start of the year, Danny goes in for a simulator session, and what they noticed was Danny has picked up some pretty bad habits. Wasn't anything like the Daniel Ricciardo that left Red Bull in 2018. Okay. I don't like the sound of where you're going. So... Day one was pretty atrocious. Christian was like, he was like three or four seconds off the pace. His braking was all wrong. Hint, hint. Okay. Remember what he was doing with his braking last year? Not not doing it good. No, so he was, the McLaren style doesn't work with Danny's style. Yes. I remember that. It, they couldn't ever quite figure it yeah. out to his liking. So Danny picked up a bad habit of the McLaren braking system. Which... I don't know if it's fair to necessarily say it is a bad habit, but yeah. I want to say it's more sort of like he's he's racing in the style that he's had to adjust to over the last three, four years. Yes. And so what what they said was is when Danny left, Danny was when he went into the corner, he'd carry a lot of speed and he'd slam his brakes on and then he'd pivot to get the car around and carry the speed out, get the on the accelerator. That's how Danny's always done it, that's how Max does it, and how Checo has to drive the car. Mm-hmm. After the first day Danny started getting his confidence back. Started doing the Danny way. Still wasn't perfect. But all of a sudden, you know, you could see some improvement. So Danny took three months off. Came back to the simulator recently. I think it was like at the start of the month. Yep. And now he's very much like the Daniel Ricciardo who left Red Bull in 2018 is what Christian Horner has said. Oh, I so I do like where this is going. Yeah, so it starts off bad. Now it seems good. So, thought, thoughts and stuff. 
what you what do you call it like it's a prediction yeah it's a prediction <laughs> <laughs> let's say nick shits the bed it's a bad year for nick okay it's very sad that nick's in a bad year would you as christian horner be inclined to put danny in the alpha tower for one year to see what he can do and if it's still comparatively good, would you then give him the keys to the city and let him be Max's teammate again? And that way you don't have to cut Checo's contract. Short answer, sort of. Sort of? Sort of. For, and the reason I'm going to say no, I wouldn't, is simply because of everything we have spoken about thus far. Mm. That being two things. The AlphaTauri being shit and not driving like a Red Bull. Them having a Ferrari team principal who hasn't really impressed anybody mm-hmm. at all. And three, Danny having to take time off to get out of his bad habits. I would say that, you know, it does look good. It does get him back onto the grid. Are you opening the door for him to develop bad habits again that you will then have to clear out in the off season to bring him back into the Red Bull fold? I would let him stay in the simulator and perfect his craft in the Red Bull sim to then, when Checo's done, throw him back in the Red Bull straight away. Uh, see, I don't... It's really hard because obviously Red Bull can, like, you know, hey, you have to use this design. They that, could. That is another thing that could potentially happen. And we've spoken about it before too where it's like, you're the junior slash sister team. Why don't you just do exactly what they're doing? Why do you? Maybe that's why they're replacing. Well, France, France is retiring. Like, yeah, and he's retiring. Like, yeah, he's old as hell, bro. He's <laughs> seven or sixty-eight or some shit. Either way, like, what I respect about France is he goes, "Oh, F one, yeah, I remember when that started." <laughs> I was there, bro. <laughs> First race. Well, he's been around since Christian Horner took over. No, yes. Well, no. he's been there since the start of Scuderia Toro exactly. Rosso. So Christian Horner, and I do know this fact, is the longest serving c- concurrent team principal of all time. Yes. So he was there before every other team principal. Currently. Currently. Yeah. yeah. So it may have been a year after, right? Where, I, I, think, I think it is a year after. So I think Red Bull was 05 and Scuderia Toro Rosso was 06. Because who did they buy up? Minardi? Minardi. Yeah. Because Minardi was a shit show who was owned by Paul Stoddart. I have no idea who that is. He was an Australian. So if you watch Mark Webber. He debuted in the Minardi team. I know that. Yes. And it was in Australia. And he drove that Minardi to points and then got fined because him and Paul Stoddart, who was another Aussie, ran up onto the podium after the ceremony and celebrated with the Aussie flag. (laughs) I'm cool with it. Yeah. Australia's cool with it. The FYA wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. But they're not. It's weird what they're cool with and what they're not cool. I was explaining this to a mate. Recently, he's like, man, is like F1 good? I'm like, not really. It's like the FIFA of motorsport. It really is. It really is. But I I would personally just leave Danny. Unless Toro Rosso is told, you are using last year's chassis. Here it is. Don't get caught. If that's the case, yes, give that car to Danny. If that's not the case, no. Let him sit and stay. Yeah, but I, I just, I feel like Danny's, oh, I guess the counterpoint is Fernando and Lewis, but Danny's up there in age, you can't expect him to hang around forever in the simulator, right? And he says he's only coming back for a top team. Exactly. 
It's it's a hard decision. It it will be a coin toss too. I guess really what the deciding factor will be is how much he misses the actual feeling of being in the car at the track. If he starts to want for that, I think he will take that opportunity if given. That also relies on the fact that, hey, maybe Nick just needs a little bit more time to figure it out. He is an incredibly talented driver. Oh, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Nick DeVries. Yep. I just don't think he is gelling with that car. Clearly not. And Yuki is a little bit too. He's gelling better, but he has to. He's been there a lot longer. That's really... That car has had his hand in development. So he has gotten better as time's gone on. I would rather keep Nick than Yuki. Yeah. But I know Yuki is also like a sport favourite. There are a lot of very big fans of Yuki Sonoda out there who really want this kid to do well. I'm sorry, but I have to show you a meme. Okay. <laughs> Love a good Taylor Swift. Dude, even Crofty was talking about it. Oh, it was so good. So we I just showed Jack a meme of uh, Taylor Swift singing. That that's I should know that song because I'm a Swifty. But I can't picture the fucking... Bad blood. It is bad blood. Dude, okay. So for anyone who doesn't listen to metalcore music, every metalcore fan is a Taylor Swift fan because bands cover her all the time and her music slaps heavy. It does. And also... Her music slaps normally Normally. Too. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. Yeah, <laughs> she's fantastic. I've seen her live. I haven't done that. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you the story? Yeah, I guess I we got, need to talk about it now. I got paid to watch her live. What? So a few years ago when I was uh, just out of uni and needed a job, I got a job. Please tell me you were an escort. I wish. Um, I wish I was her escort. No. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. Um, so I did tickets. But I was at the door taking tickets. And so we did that for, through the whole opening, which was Lord, and I didn't give a shit. And at the end, they're like, oh, do you want to go just stand in the crowd? And I was like, fucking oath I do. Yeah, it's Taylor Swift. And it was at ANZ Stadium, you know, like the, the Olympic Park Stadium. So I'm just standing there watching Taylor Swift play fucking music for two and a half hours. Was this, what What album was originally that? Was it Red or was it? No, um, I think it was the one after. The one with Bad Blood, Shake It Off and all that. Oh, yes, yep. That, yep, that album. That album. Fantastic album. It was fuck sick show. <laughs> she puts on a good show. She oh, 100%. But yeah, that's that's my story. And join us next week for our Taylor Swift podcast <laughs> we're launching. <laughs> I'd do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we could relate it back to for Formula One being like, so do you think she's dating Fernando? Yeah, talk about Taylor Swift and be like, well, I hate Harry. First of all, I want to make that clear. I'm not a Harry Styles fan. Um, anyway, back to F1. Crofty had a field day over the weekend. Crofty had a field day. Who was the side commentator this weekend? It was Karoon. And Karoon made a few uh, blank space comments. Well, that's what Fernando said during the sprint race. He goes, every corner you have to leave a blank space. He said it on the radio. Look it up. You know what else he said? He asked his engineer how many laps are left. They're like 14. He goes, that's a good number. I'm going to push now. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on I think it was like 22 laps to go, Crofty said, oh, there's 22 laps to go. Now, that's not a good number, but Fernando likes it. <laughs> Something like that. It was mint. Actually, I can pull up the Instagram because Renee sent it to me. You know there's some good drama in F1 when your partner's sending you memes about it. Swift drive, Fernando Alonso. Fernando Alonso has just gone fourth fastest driving 
said maybe that might cause some bad blood. Fernando Alonso there looking for uh, looking for that blank space in between. As he can say, don't blame me, it's a car issue. Alonso's style, uh, and maybe at the end they'll, they'll say woulda, coulda, shoulda. <laughs> I asked Taylor Swift, she said he was the mastermind. Car number 22, which Ted Kravitz is not Fernando Alonso's favourite number, but, you know, a swift check of the facts, it might well be. It's on the subject of 22, by the way, which is now, of course, our favourite song and number. Fernando Alonso's found a bit of blank space there ahead of him. Good that, times. <laughs> those were just a few of the comments that Crafty and um Karoon made. I I just have a question. Has anyone told Taylor Swift that she's the most popular F1 personality of all time? Like, has anyone told her yet that I like don't know. there's this motorsport that she's on tour at the moment? <laughs> just I don't know if she knows. What do you think? Like, if this is all false. Oh, she's been been banging Lewis secretly. That's what I genuinely think. Uh, <laughs> the rivalry's going to be back on, son. Nah. I want her with Fernando. Speaking of celebrities that we really shouldn't give a shit about, we should oh. talk about Miami. Yeah, so we're going to have a lot of shit celebrities on the grid. Oh, I mean... I, it's going to be terrible. Miami is, I think, the most cooked F1 event of the year. Well, look at last year. They had the Thursday events with a bunch of slappers and people who don't give a shit about F1 having a concert while they introduced the drivers. And then some dude came out and did a finger painting that sucked. And then they had some guy sing that sucked. And then some other person played music while this chick shaked her ass and it sucked. And normally we're big fans of that. Yeah. And And they had fake water that sucked. And Simon Lazenby tried to swim in the fake water and it sucked. Well... To be fair, Simon Laser be sucks. Yeah, <laughs> just want to point that out. Laser, not that big of a fan of. Miami's this weekend. It's gonna be a race. It's gonna be a race. Well, you like the actual layout now, of the I track? I think it's a good circuit, and because it's the second year, I think there's still potential. Because I think I figured out what why Baku sucked. Drivers they figured are, it out. They figured it out. They haven't figured out Miami yet, so it should be theoretically a semi decent race. There should be something that happens. There should be at least three crashes. Actually, no. Latifi's not racing. Two crashes. Mazepin's not racing. <laughs> uh, well, Yuki's there. Yuki lo- lost a wheel at Baku. That's like, true. That was actually a pretty cool thing to see. I was like, oh, there's a yellow flag. I wonder why. And the camera cut to a wheel rolling down the road. I was like, that's why. That's why. That's not good. And they still sent him back out. That's what we didn't talk about in the sprint. He clipped the wall, came into the pits... And it was a farce because they just attached the tire. And as he pulled away, you could tell that the, the rear suspension was broken. So we had to limp around the track and we had three extra laps. Oh, we had like an, a lap and a half on the safety car because of it. Yuki's dead to me. <laughs> I mean, Yuki at Baku. Sucks. Um, no, it's, it's just his mechanics being like, we're finishing this goddamn race. Yeah, and I don't know why they pull it out every time at Baku where his mechanics like, we're going to dig deep today, boys, but we are making it. Well, they got a $75,000 fine, I think, for it. They got like a serious fine for sending the car out in that shape. I love how they literally had his fine. I, that wasn't for this year. That was the fine from last year that they're like, you're having this because we didn't catch you last year. Without That's a doubt. Probably. But, in all honesty, Miami... What do you think is going to happen? 
It's going to be harder to predict this race than any of the others from what you've said earlier, which is we don't genuinely know if these drivers have figured it out. No, they haven't. Here's some predictions I have. We're going to see a lot of different designs on these cars because they want to make like a festival out of this weekend. Red Bull's teased something. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be groundbreaking. And I love Red Bull. They are my team. But like they hired a graphic designer once. That they've hired a graphic designer once and they went, and we're done. But also, when you find like a perfect livery that's iconic, why change it? I know. It's like Ferrari. Uh, except every four or five years, Ferrari tries to do something real weird where they're like, let's paint a bit of it bright green. Why? Uh, actually, I like what they've done this year with the Ferrari on the rear wing. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Uh, that's actually a pretty win. That's a win. Yep. That's their only win this year. Uh, <laughs> Probably still will be the only win by this time next year as well. Exactly. I I don't know. I think... Well, Haas should do something crazy with their design. It's the American team. It's an American race. Or are they all just saving for Las Vegas? That's... I, I'm saving myself for Las Vegas. I think Las Vegas is going to be fantastic. Too bad. It's gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, actually going to leave a shoe out for Daniel because he won't be there. Oh, I'm so sad about that. He was the most excited... Do you know what the best part is? Because he's not racing. He'll be there. He'll be in Vegas. Unhinged Danny of Vegas. Like, I'm saying, here's what I think is going to happen in Vegas. Fuck Miami. Shuey atop the pyramid in the fountain. Like, oh Danny God. Ricardo, he's going to drink out of every... They should just have Danny Cam. And he just follows Danny while he's drinking beers. See, I'd sign up to Sky Q or Sky Plus for that if Danny had to wear a, a GoPro... <laughs> And we got to follow him where he went all weekend. We can't sign up for it. It's not offered in this country. And we, we still get it advertised to us. That's what, heart, that's what heart breaks me. So if you're a Formula Bums Q or a Formula Bums Glass customer, you'll get nothing because we're never doing that. No. <laughs> no, we're not. But we do want to do a quick shout out to anyone who's ever listened to us because we had some pretty awesome results this week. Yeah, 2,000 all-time downloads. All-time downloads, click 2,000, which is insane for us considering it took us 12 months to get 1,000 and it's taken us five to get the second 1,000. So if you are listening, genuinely, thank you so much. It's blown our minds that we could come up with content. And like, you know, we've had our ups and downs. Yeah. But like, thank you guys. It, it was insane when we checked today, and we don't check often, and no, then it don't. clicked over. It was nice to see. Yeah. Quick prediction for Miami. Who do you think? What What do you think is going to happen? Three Three random predictions before we wrap up. Three random predictions. I think that Haas will score points. Okay. Uh, I think it will be Nico Hockenberg. I want to say that this weekend, Fernando will get it. He'll win. He'll win, and it's simply because it's a crazy race and anything could happen. I think he will do something in an incident, or there will be an incident where he will either have a, a better pitch strategy or jump a place or two, and then he will attack all out. Mm-hmm. And the third thing I think is, okay, and I generally think this might happen. I think Mercedes and Max are going to make contact again. I don't think that they're going to be clean this weekend. But what are yours? What are your takes? What what? Uh, George punts Max off the track because they qualify on the front two rows and it leads to uh, the Miami SummerSlam where the, the Max just unloads. Yep. He's, he's uh, two weeks in a row and he's fucking over George. 
Well, Max will be off the pace a little bit because when they're in the side of the wall, he will reach under his car and come out with a chair. Exactly. Yeah, right? Like That's he, what we're talking about. No, not a chair. He's got a sledgehammer taped <laughs> under it. He's ready to go as soon as George crashes him out. The old Triple H move. Um, <laughs> second, I think it's the the weekend of Fernando as well, but not the win. I think he goes to second. I'll take that. That's that, that's, that's also good. And I think Lance takes Fernando's helpful advice, and he's the reason that there's a five-car pile-up. There you go. There's my three wild predictions. <laughs> I mean, I like it. Let's see what the weekend brings. I think... I mean, we'll be watching it on delay because it's on at like 4.30 four four in the morning. Which is... I'm not getting up for that. Yep. I'm not risking my job for that. No. No, not not for Miami. Not no. for Americans. No. I'm not risking anything for Americans. I'll make that clear. It may be good. I, I want it to be good. We F1 has invested so much money and time into this event that it deserves to be good. However... If the racing's not good, watch a lot of the broadcast because it's going to be very interesting. And we haven't even spoken about how controversial the ticket prices and like the treatment of the fans were last year. I know and I remember from our recording that a lot of people were left very unfulfilled with their experience of being a fan on the track. Yeah, because they put all that money in the corporate and I couldn't give a rat's ass because if you're dumb enough to go on Tixel and spend 30 grand on a fucking grandstand ticket... Because they all got bought out by bots, that's on you. Yep. It's honestly on you. Like if you're the one that's going out there spending 20,000% more on a ticket, like what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. Like, Do you know how much tickets were for the Australian Grand Prix for the Sunday? For just the GP just day? Just the Sunday. I want to say like 700, 800 yeah, bucks. about 500, 600 yeah. bucks for the uh, shitty grandstand state. Fair enough. And it was like 1,000 to 3,000 for pit power. It's what it is all around the place. For the US, for some reason, they have to do everything has to be bigger in the US. So they charge 30 grand or whatever it is. It's ridiculous. And it's all on resale. And their currency is one of the most strongest in the world. So it's 30 grand there. It's like 45 in our money. Yeah. And it's a joke because they have a they have a massive scalping problem in America right now. Because this isn't F1 related, but Blink when they did their world tour announcement. Tickets are upwards of the uh, three to five grand for four seats. Do you know how much I paid for mine? Like two hundred and fifty. Yeah, something like that. It wasn't that much. Yeah, it was like a reasonable price. Very reasonable price, and they're charging four four figures for for a floor seat. Yeah, fuck off. And I remember a lot of the fans were saying like, "Oh yeah, there were so many cool events and things like that," but there was like five hundred thousand people there. You couldn't actually get into any of the cool things they had on offer either. Yeah. So, but F one, and I know this is going to sound controversial. And I haven't seen one in real life, but I have been to motorsport events in real life before. It is kind of better at home because you do get to see More the whole track. Yeah. Like, footy's great live in person because you're sitting in a circle around a small field. Yeah. You know, you're sitting around a seven or eight kilometer track. You ain't seeing all of it. No, you've got to, you need to be sitting near a TV screen to see it all. You know what I mean? Like, you need to be sitting across from a big screen so you can be like, oh, at least I can watch everything. And then I can watch the 30 seconds that they all go past here. I say 30 seconds because like, it takes a second for them to go past, but you've got a 30-second gap between the 20 yeah, cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you watch the Red Bulls, and you go, oh, that was pretty sick. And Then, then you, you look at the TV for five seconds, <laughs> and you see the next car. You watch the Mercedes Fridays go by, yeah, that was pretty sick, and NASA Martin's in there too. Then you wait 10, 15 seconds, and then it's everybody else yeah, over exactly. the next minute. And then there's Lando Norris. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, McLaren. Anyway, we should wrap this up. We should wrap this up. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Big moment for us with the 2,000 listens. Means so much. Don't Genuinely so socials. much. I'm not going to forget the socials, Andy. You did last night. Yeah, but that's not Formula Bumps. We are at every social media site at Formula Bumps, except for Twitter, which is at Bumps Formula. Yes. Give us a listen. Reach out to us. Maybe not if you're French. We've said some things. But also, yeah, maybe if you want to. I'll fight anybody. I don't care. We probably wouldn't be able to. I'm not putting their French words into Google Translate. <laughs> it's too late. Anyway, we will see you after the Miami GP for a bit of a review. Hopefully, it's a bit better than Baku. See you later, guys. See you.